0: Welcome to A Bad Bee with ADHD. I'm Finty and this podcast is going to be a place for all things ADHD, the good, the bad, the ugly. Also, I can't always guarantee I'll stay on topic, but that's very on brand for me. If I've learned one thing from having ADHD is that I've never had a unique experience in my life ever. So here we are. I'm just gonna put it out there by saying I am by no means a professional or an expert, just a girl with ADHD speaking from experience, just trying to better understand this neurospicy spicy brain of mine. So please, please, please seek the help of a professional if you feel like you need it. And with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're all doing well. Um, episode 11, here we are. Look at me being somewhat consistent. I don't wanna to speak too soon, but yeah. Um, I guess this episode, where it kind of, the idea from it came from, and it was something I wanted to talk about because I felt like, I just want to know if I'm the only one. I feel like I'm not the only one, so this is why I'm putting it out there. Um, but yeah, it kind of comes from just always feeling like people really underestimated me or like underestimated my intelligence, particularly, or like just thought I was really stupid and like the dumb blonde, and I feel like that's a really common experience for a lot of people with ADHD. Um I don't really know why that is, but anyway, I want to get into that in this episode. But yeah, I don't know if any of you have seen um, the movie Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray, Um, but obviously that was literally like mine and my sister's movie obsession growing up. Like It was to the point where we would watch it multiple times a day and do the special features quiz multiple times, Um, and to the point where my mum actually had to confiscate the DVD because she was like you are watching this movie too much. So obviously with that being said, I can pretty much quote the entire movie backwards. Um but I guess for any of you that haven't seen it, basically there's a line in the movie where um obviously Sam who is Cinderella is she writes her step one of her stepsister's school essays for her and the stepsister basically says to her like oh can you stop making me sound really smart basically dumb down what you're writing because I hate having to explain why I sound so smart on paper and so not smart not on paper and I feel like that kind of is the epitome of my life um so of course obviously I want to like share with you guys why I think this like why maybe I'm not feeling alone like you guys feel the same way too um and just like the experience of feeling a bit like I was growing up as like the dumb blonde especially when I dyed my hair blonde so yeah I feel like for me this is something that I guess I started to notice more and more um, as I was like in my teenage years and in secondary school. And I guess more specifically kind of once I was in like year nine. So we're getting to like halfway through secondary school. So I'm I'm a lot more comfortable around my peers. um, Well, as comfortable as you can be as a undiagnosed neurodivergent in secondary school as a teenager, like just not fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as comfortable as I could be. Um, And yeah, I think in some of the lessons where they were a bit more relaxed, like obviously not with a strict teacher. What in particular, my English lessons, for example, I can think of. Um, And I would just kind of like think out loud and like vocalize my thought processes and start to blurt these things out during the lessons. And like the iconic one being in my English lesson where we were talking about nonverbal communication. And obviously I was so in depth thinking about nonverbal communication that my brain just suddenly decided to vocalize like, Oh, something along the lines of, oh, but what about such thing as verbal communication? And then obviously realized what I'd said and everybody looked at me as if I was literally the dumbest thing in the world. And like, how was I in the second set for English? (laughs) Um, But obviously like everybody would probably have some thought of thought process there. Maybe they wouldn't, I don't know. But obviously my ADHD impulsive brain is what I'm assuming that was, is thinking to vocalize it. And I think that's really hard because it was like, I wasn't trying to make a comment out loud. Like I felt like I didn't have control over my mouth at the time, like it just comes out. Um, So obviously I know that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And I guess I never realized was impulsivity. Like I never considered myself an impulsive person, but obviously I started to do that increasingly as I got older. And I guess something that never really helped was throughout school, I was obviously never like stereotypically academically smart either. Um, And so that combined with like this tendency to really like vocalize my thought processes and blurt things out really didn't help people's perceptions of my intelligence, which was very frustrating to me, honestly. Um, And I feel like somehow it can also be kind of like the other way around in the sense that you can still be very academic and Maybe this is mostly, I think, an experience for girls. Um, but my sister, for example, was the same. She was academically smart, like book smart per se. Um, but again, had this tendency to vocalize her thought process, blurt out these comments. Um, and so people still perceived her as like super ditzy, like just not like very smart, even though she was very academically smart and was like... Th- proving that if that makes sense so I guess it's funny because I think back now and actually there's a story behind that and me and my sister both happened to win so like our school had our end of year like leavers awards when you leave school and we both won basically like the dumb blonde award and um at the time like I didn't really know how I felt about it like it was a bit like ah, I won award like big what, but for somebody that We're so different, but I genuinely think it came from our ADHD tendencies of like that perception that people had of us as being really like ditzy and just not all there, like away with the fairies. Um, And I do wonder like if anybody else really had that experience where they grew up feeling like a dumb blonde and was literally recognized for it, Um, which is crazy, but yeah, I sometimes still, I have the, I just turned around and looked at it, but the little award was like a shot glass And it's engraved with the like most blondest, which is supposed to be ironic. Um, And I sometimes wonder like, do I actually want to keep that? Because I'm like, that's not who I am anymore. But yeah, I definitely wonder if I'm not the only one that had these kind of experiences. And I do feel like it was almost kind of frustrating for me because I think a lot of people thought it was like an act and that whole like pick me girl thing who like really tries to act stupid and ditzy to be liked. And especially by boys um and obviously I guess maybe that's what people genuinely thought it was that I was doing but obviously I can very much assure you that like I didn't want to sound stupid like in fact it was genuinely the opposite and I remember there was actually another occasion in said English class actually where i actually made a very observant like point that I guess nobody had like considered or thought of and genuinely everyone in my class the teacher included was shocked to the core that I'd come like this sentence had come out of my mouth they were like huh like she said that um and I felt like that was a big thing for me because that was something I really wanted to like prove my intelligence to other people um which I don't do anymore now like let's just put that out there because screw that that was a waste of time but obviously I was a teenager I didn't know any better you know we're all like desperate to be validated and liked but here's to not doing that and that is on growth but Yeah, now maybe I'm gonna be like out on a whim here and say this is just me and I might even sound a little bit crazy by saying this, but I do feel like I'm very smart in my own head. Like I'm so articulate and I honestly have like full on intelligent conversations with myself in my own head, which sounds crazy, I know. Um, But yeah, I guess the frustrating thing for me is when it comes to like articulating that in a conversation with another person, I feel like I can just, I'm so unable to get it to come across in that way. Um, And it's so frustrating. Like, I think that's probably one of the things I struggle with the most. Um, It's just generally like conveying how I wish to sound to others in the way that I sound to myself, which is very strange. I know. But um, I just wish I could put the same ideas and thoughts that I have into words Um, because sometimes it just comes out like a whole load of nonsense. And I really wish that wasn't the case. Um, And I do feel like to an extent that's where university honestly was like really helpful for me Um, and to realize that I was capable of like articulating my thoughts. And obviously I was very much blessed in the sense that my lecturers really just let me kind of like constantly vocalize my thoughts and ideas and thought processes in my seminars and whatnot, because obviously that kind of taught me and allowed me to like learn the ways to like combine all of the thoughts and crazy ideas that were going on in my head and, like, get them across into my work, which obviously worked because I got my first. So, yeah, that happened. Um, and I guess that was the first, like, space in my life, like, in, especially in education, where I was finally working with my brain um, and actually wasn't made to feel bad for needing to, like, vocalise my thought processes. And don't get wrong, there were times where it did not work in my favour and I said things and I was, like, sounding really dumb, but actually, like it worked in my benefit because nine times out of 10, I wasn't saying stuff that was stupid. So yeah, I guess we've established obviously growing up that and struggling academically that I think I've developed very much like a some sort of almost intelligent complex, um, which is probably not the best. Um, and I guess as a result, I've always felt like I really wanted to like discover and kind of understand better, like the types of intelligence because I feel like that's a thing. Um, which obviously led me down the rabbit hole onto like the different types of intelligence that there are. Because um, I feel like people always talk about this, but the ones that never really get credit. Um, and I feel like these are the types that actually a lot of people with ADHD have. So that's why I wanted to talk about them. Um, now, I guess I would always say I've been what people would call like emotionally intelligent. and I feel like this one is talked about um, to an extent I've obviously very having ADHD like very empathetic very sensitive very in touch with my emotions um and I cry a lot so yeah I think that would constitute me being emotionally intelligent but I guess I kind of felt like it was more than just that for me and I always just wondered is there other kinds like because I know they're street smart but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily like street smart in the sense of I don't know how to navigate a city really well and be that kind of thing So yeah, but then I came across a TikTok actually really recently, which kind of opened doors for me. And it was this guy speaking about social intelligence and I was like, whoa, 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 hold up, wait a damn minute. Like, I feel like maybe this is what I have or what I am or however you would put it. But yeah, it obviously then I went down the rabbit hole and like looked up about social intelligence and it's effectively in a nutshell is like the ability to understand your own and others actions And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense as being like an incredibly self-aware ADHD girly my whole life, obviously going undiagnosed and picking up on my actions and the way people respond to me and the way people respond to certain situations, you just become almost like hyper vigilant of reading people and others. Um, So I feel like a lot of us have developed this like social intelligence without even realizing it, which is pretty crazy and obviously, I think it's developed a lot more as I've got older. And obviously, especially now, like, being more aware of my ADHD and the traits that it gives me and even the positive aspects of it. And I guess, yeah, and I'm like, now aware of like, the social intelligence, and I'm kind of leaning into it, like, you're talking to somebody who's like, now most recent interests for the last few years have been like, developmental psychology and understanding human behavior. So I do feel like growing up, it was really hard, because I was like, I wanted to be what was academically intelligent for so long and that just never worked out. Like I couldn't, it's like they say you can lead a horse to water, you can't make it drink. I was never going to make that happen. Um, But yeah, now I'm kind of in a different headspace and I'm like, you know what? I may not be able to solve Pythagoras' theorem, but I'm like socially intelligent and I'm observant and I'm intuitive and I can like read people. And obviously as a teenager in school, all I wanted to do was to be able to like easily solve trigonometry like everybody else. Um, And obviously now being an adult, like an out of school and very far away from that place. um, I think it's safe to say like, I know which ability I'd rather have and it's not my mathematical skills. Like I've learned that. But I do really think that these different types of intelligence always get so overlooked, especially like the social intelligence. I mean, it speaks volumes about the fact that I hadn't even really heard or knew what it was. Um, but yeah, I think definitely in school because it can't, these things can't be measured. So we just have academics to go off of. But I do feel like having these types of intelligence is why people have always majorly like underestimated me and my intelligence in general. Like, and now maybe I'm learning that that's not actually such a bad thing after all because then they're just really surprised when I, they realize that I'm not actually what they thought I was. So yeah. Um, and honestly, to be honest, once you leave school and education, it's interesting because academics suddenly, in a lot of ways, and I know it's not the case in a lot of jobs, or, but it really doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, and I know I really wish somebody had told me that when I was growing up and going through school because I was just so desperate to be that academic person and I just wanted to be good at school and be academic. And it was just such a waste of my time because I was never going to make it happen. I was never going to be something that I wasn't. So, yeah, and I feel like schools really just push the academics and it makes anybody that's not feel like shit about themselves. So, yeah, I do think that people, like, underestimate the intelligence of just people with ADHD in general, um, unless they're academic and they're the super gifted and talented and smart kid who doesn't really need to try. Um, But even my sister was that, and I think she developed, like, a complex around her intelligence as well. Like, it's a massive thing. um but I do think it's got a lot to do with the way we like come across and communicate with others. Um, and this is something I had no idea about really until like basically now, um, and how much ADHD actually is like the reason why I speak and interact the way I do. Um, cause it's just something I never noticed. I mean, it had been pointed out to me certain things before, but ironically, mostly by my dad, who is the one who has ADHD, but that's besides the point. Um, and I guess it's things like the talking really quickly and like my disorganized thoughts um, and like always jumping from one thing to the next in a conversation and just being really like chaotic in general in, it, during conversation. And I never really realized I did that. But it obviously turns out it's all like ADHD related. And obviously, I guess if you to say were to say to me, like when you think of somebody that you would consider to be like really intellectual and really intelligent, like I would say that they come across in a conversation the opposite of that. So like really like organised in their thoughts and they just put their point across really directly and I'm just none of those things. Um, and I'm a bit flaffy and chaotic and even in my conversation. So I guess I don't really... I don't really I'm not really surprised that people would maybe think we're not intelligent or we don't come across as intelligent um but obviously we actually are but I think it's just because nobody can see inside the intelligence of our own heads um and I definitely wish sometimes I could like project what's going on up here out into the world so that they were able to see it um but I just thought that was really interesting because I had no idea about how much ADHD affected like our conversations and obviously I knew socially I really struggle um and even like things like small talk but I do think that that really impacts the way people see us and perceive the way we are but I honestly just can't even begin to get my head around the fact that I guess that people can actually like formulate thoughts in their head and then think about how they want to say it and then it actually comes out how they wanted it to sound does that make sense Like, I, I can't actually wrap my head around the fact that is that normal like I don't know what normal is now so I'm like like, because I've genuinely feel like I don't have control over my mouth sometimes like the words and the thoughts all just like swim around in my head and then just like it's kind of like a luck of the draw how they come out my mouth <laughs> and it's honestly like it's really hard um because you think about all the conversations you actually have to navigate like that um where that's not gonna work And I feel like that really probably explains why I find and why a lot of people probably find social interactions so exhausting and so difficult because there are so many interactions in this world, like in workplaces, in like in life, in even like small talk where that is just really stressful to like genuinely navigate and always be thinking about what you want to say and then how it comes across and then you not having control over what you're saying, like. Does anybody realize how goddamn tiring that is? But I do feel like I've got so much better at like putting myself in spaces where I don't have to think about that as much. And like surrounding myself with people where I can just like speak and like my mouth just moves and they're not going to be like, what the heck is this girl saying? Um, But obviously there are times where that is kind of um, avoiding the inevitable. But I think it's important to kind of like make sure you have those spaces where you feel like it's not like it's basically a judge free zone. We need a lot of judge free zones because talking is just it's a lot sometimes. It's exhausting for me, even though I do it a lot, which is almost ironic having a podcast and like talking a lot. But I feel like it's actually improving my I don't know, like, articulation skills. I have no idea. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I Obviously, it's something that forces me to, like, think about what I want to say and then somehow getting it across. So, naturally, obviously, like, the more I do it, I'm hoping that I'm going to get better at it. But, obviously, we shall see. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Like, I feel like these episodes, they're a bit random. There's no method or, like, logic to them. I kind of jump around. A bit like what it's like in my head. Um, but I wanted to kind of just basically share some of the things that I think about a lot of the time like a lot of these episodes are kind of inspired by just like conversations I've had recently with people or like things that I just basically think about and I'm like I want to see if I'm the only person that experiences this um and that's kind of what this podcast is like just a chance for me to basically vocalize my thoughts and be like somebody tell me I'm not the only one or I hope you guys relate because that's kind of what this is all about um But yeah, I hope you've enjoyed and thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. I promise I will try and be consistent and it will be coming in the next two weeks. So see you all in the next one.